Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders NBA Morning Grind. Pretty crazy slate on Thursday with a lot of news. And we're going to close out the work week with Friday's slate. I'm Justin Carlucci here with Will Priester. How are you today, sir? Uh, Could be better, but also could be worse. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bubble Brothers podcast. I've been talking about why don't MME last night I broke more or tonight rather because we were recording a little bit earlier decided to break my own rule live on the uh on the grinders live I said you know this late feels pretty comfortable let's go ahead and do a little MME nothing crazy just 50 lineups you know nothing crazy went out went to get me some good little chipotle I wanted some chipotle today couldn't quite decide what I want to eat right away, but finally settled in on Chipotle. I said, okay, well, let's let's go grab a bite. Things that settled down, left my phone in the car, went into Chipotle, got my meal, walked out to the car, opened the door, picked up my phone off the seat. Lo and behold, I have a lovely notification from Roto Grinders app. And it said that DeMar DeRozan is out. Mind you, I have 36% DeMar DeRozan in my bill. Just 50 lineups, but still 36%. So uh, I'm trying to, you know, hand build a few lineups here and there on the way back home. Uh, hand build another few because by the time I got here, I knew I wasn't going to be able to do a complete swap. Did as many as I could. And then finally, I just ended up doing a complete global swap to uh, – Devonte Graham, only nine lineups. So I changed a fair amount of lineups. Bottom line, folks, is uh, I'm not going to allow these, this MME bill to, to hold me hostage in my own life. Uh, no more MME the rest of the NBA season. Just single bullet from here on out. Uh, I don't care what happens. Single bullet, and let's see what happens. Yeah, and if you are newer to DFS and you're asking, what is MME? It means... It means max multi entry. Oh, yeah, that's slang. That's DFS slang. If you're if you're new, and if you're also wondering how does the chief make fifty lineups, check out Roto Grinders lineup HQ. We have a great optimizer. There's plenty of tools across the industry. There's plenty of them, but I love what we got at Roto Grinders. I will never use anything else, and it is very easy to late swap. But it's a little bit of work, no matter what tool you're using in the industry. Similar thing here. Yeah. I played. Well, and I keep all my spreadsheets up all the time. They yeah. were all up when I got back home, but it was like, man, forget I, it. I multi-entered NBA and MLB. I thought I'd be home most of the night, which I was. <laughs> but I knew there was a gap between the NBA games and then like the small MLB slate. And I ended up going out for a little bit. Went to get some Rita's Italian ice, you know, keep the girlfriend happy. So we went out there. Got the DeMar DeRozan news. I'm like, all right, I can get back. out of a 20-minute drive. I'll fix my spreadsheets. Well, then I'm, I'm almost home. For baseball, Chris Taylor got scratched. All right, now I can fix both bills, tweak them as close as I can, how I need to do what I got to do. So I finally fixed DeRozan. I had about 50-something percent DeRozan. I ended up going way overboard on Lonnie Walker and way overboard on Derek White. We'll see what happens. I have no Bobby Portis, and that pisses me off. It's just frustrating whenever the Bucks and Sixers play for many different reasons. And I finally was like, okay, I can relax, eat my Italian ice, get the fantastic notification from Roto Grinders, which is integral. You need push notifications. I thought it was some more NBA garbage. Chris T- and then Chris Taylor, who was replaced by Zach McKinstry, McKinstry then got scratched. So the guy yes, who, I know, I saw this. The guy who replaced the guy who got scratched got scratched. And I, you got kidding me. So at the, you know, at this point, yeah, it's tough to multi-enter NBA and have a life and enjoy daylight savings time and the fresh air. I'm with you. I might play some some three entry stuff, single entry stuff than NBA. So it's manageable. You're out to dinner. You're on a walk. You can manage with one one lineup on your mobile app. Yes, you can. You can. Also, seriously, the lineup HQ. We have great tools. Check it out. Rotogranders.com. Also, big shout out to uh, the sponsor, Super Draft. Great stuff over there, Super Draft. DFS without a salary cap. Get on over there, Super Draft. Use the promo code GRINDERS, G-R-I-N-D-E-R-S, and there might be a surprise waiting for you with that. 
Yeah. So a lot of junk. I one Good of the first, well, you know what? I don't do enough squats, Chief. So <laughs> but I will Dude. say I will say this. I was feeling pretty bad about my oh Devin Booker loves playing Boston. He had 17 fans of points. That was brutal. I apologize for that one. That was my one landmine. Half the slate had some landmines. You look at power forward. Zion was involved in a blowout. He had 33 fan duel points. That's not going to cut it at almost 10K. How about our good friend Jason Tatum? I'll let you, I'll let you talk about that. J- Jason Tatum, ladies and gentlemen, he's getting real close to Aaron Gordon status, which is just I just don't play him at all. I've got a good buddy of mine, Chris, and I think I've probably talked about Chris on this show as well. He's out in Texas. And we just we have these guys that are on our list. And Jason Tatum is slowly but surely easing his way onto that list. Uh, and, and actually, I thought Jason Tatum was going to have a pretty nice game, uh, you know, especially with with, uh, with Jalen Brown being out. Well, it turns out it was Kimba. What have we talked about with Boston Loops? And, and Jalen Brown was out today. They don't all get there. It's, it's very strange, very rare occurrences. Do all of them get there? Very rare. It's one or the other, one or the other. What? Well, today was Kimba's day in terms of fantasy performances. Now, look, Jason Tatum doesn't care about our lineups, and I know this, but come on. Jason Tatum, no Crowder in, in the mix. I'm thinking he's going to have a much better offensive game. Stat line uh, uh, came, came out to a lot less than what I anticipated. Uh, we've got Jason Tatum here, folks. 15.6 assists, 11 rebounds. Uh, that's great for a guy that's uh, you know playing in high school, Jason Tatum. You're the star. You're the star of this team in the NBA. Uh, we need you scoring 25 real points or more when 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 the Robin is out. And I look, I like Jason Tatum as a player. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm always telling you, I got tons of respect for these players. I mean, tons. But come on, man. C- come on, man. Uh, help us out here. We're, we're trying to we're trying to earn a few dollars while you earn a few dollars, Luch. Back over to you, my brother. Yeah, you look at all the splits with who's on and who's off, and you see this massive usage bump. But sure, the flip side of usage is the guy's got to be efficient. He's got to do something. Well, and and you, and you know what? It's my own fault because Luke, here's the deal. And I asked you, you know, before we I had a little two v two going, and uh, this two v two may in fact work out depending on how this all goes. But my point is this. I look, The reason why Giannis ended up on my radar was I said, well, he played 30-something minutes the other night. Minutes are back on the increase. Giannis still averages 1.61 fantasy points per minute. Yeah, I know he was 11K today, but 1.61 is big time. And in my mind, I was thinking, I mean, what does, if Giannis gets 50, is that going to hurt me on this slate? I don't think so. I, and I didn't feel that way. And lo and behold, he goes for 60, which was, you know, overvalued. Uh, not crying over spill milk. You know, I'm just, I'm really just ranting about the lack of consistency from Jason Tatum in the 45 plus fantasy point department. Even if he gets 45, I don't feel as bad. 35 is just not going to cut it at 9,500 on FanDuel. All right. I'm off my soapbox. We got seven games to break down, my friend. I'm with you. A lot of landmines. A lot of landmines. Going to be interesting to see how the rest of Thursday shakes out as we're monitoring some things here. But right off the rip, one of the 7.30 games tomorrow is Atlanta and Miami. And we saw some Trey Young news, which is terrible for Atlanta. And, you know, for, for basketball in general. Basketball's better when Trey Young is healthy and for a team that's right in the mix of a playoff hunt, coming off that loss against New York, tough loss on Wednesday, brutal. They're going to take on this gritty Miami Heat team. Tough game, tough matchup. Here is a case of a bunch of Atlanta guys that are going to get a usage increase, but they're in a tough matchup. So this is a tricky thing to approach right off the get-go. Oftentimes I say that usage trumps matchup, and I do tend to kind of side with that. The guy who gets the biggest usage bump historically 
without Trey Young on the court is John Collins, who is kind of still working his way back from injury himself. Hasn't played over 30 minutes recently because he's still kind of coming back. They might have to cut him loose tomorrow if they're serious about holding their ground and doing what they're doing in the playoffs. And he's 6,800 on DK. So I do think some people will see that matchup and some people will sort of see the lack of minutes. And I am curious what his ownership is going to come in at. I don't even want to put a number out there because I don't know. But he gets a 6 or a 7% usage bump without – I think I, I set the IQ tool to without Trey Young, without Cam Reddish, without DeAndre Hunter. And, boy, it, it's a huge bump. But now Bogey Bogdanovich is in the mix too, but he is priced accordingly, Chief. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he is priced accordingly. Uh, I still think he's a guy that's probably in play, though. I mean, this is a guy that can score a little bit, uh, can, can hit a few of the other categories that we need. I mean, we looked the other night, 20.6 rebounds, four assists, three steals. A lot of his bigger games, he's getting the peripheral. So you see that game against Indiana, 23 points, three rebounds, three rebounds, three assists, one block, one steal, or one block, two steals. This game against Milwaukee, 28.6 rebounds, seven assists, one steal. Game against Toronto, 23.6 rebounds, four assists, two steals. Like, I can, I can roll with a guy like that. You know, I, like if you've got to score 30 real points to get to 40, I'm, I'm a little afraid. But this is a guy that can score 20 points and still get to 40. I, I think he's in play here even at 7,500. I'm not saying he's a must play. I'm saying he's in play. Uh, remember, I'm covering uh, FanDuel pricing here. Uh, all of these uh, Atlanta guys have already been priced up. So Brandon Goodwin is 5,500. We don't have our free square of 3,500, 3,700, 3,800. Brandon Goodwin, he's already priced up. Uh, we've got uh, uh, Clint Capella, who's also questionable. Not sure what's going to happen there. Uh, I think that's kind of a kind of a big deal. Kevin Herter is still 5,400. Now he's a guy that can, that can get a few things going as well. Um, and I, I know we're probably a little bit afraid of this game, so I get it. Um, but I do think, you know, he's, he's a guy that, that we can still look at. And if you really want some value, if, if, if Gallinari is out on FanDuel, Solomon Hill is going to be there at 3,800. I'm not enthused, okay? Not enthused in, in the slightest, but he will be available, especially, especially if Gallinari is out. He's going to play 30-plus minutes. It's just what's going to happen. I don't know if you ever checked my Twitter bio but it says forever touting Lou Williams. And I haven't had an opportunity to do so much this season. He's got a sneaky game log. He's been playing in the, in the low to mid twenties, the last, I don't know, two weeks. Finally, they are going to need some scoring. I will say this, Brandon Goodwin, Brian Goodwin, Brandon Goodwin's a baseball player, isn't he? Brian Goodwin. It is Brandon Goodwin. No, it's Brandon. It's Brandon. Sorry, Brandon, Brandon, Brian. Is thirty four hundred on DK, so maybe DK. Oh well, I mean, totally two, different story. Totally different story. Totally different story. You know, he gets twenty DK points at that. You know, you're all right, and he's going to see mega minutes. I mean, these minutes are going to go to Goodwin and Lou Williams, Trey Young's minutes. That's where it's going. I see Lou Williams at forty three hundred as well, and for tournaments, I am licking my chops. I think a lot of people are going to throw Goodwin in there, rightfully so. I think people will be afraid to play both of them, which would be bold, but they could both get there. They could. Um, I, I just like this spot for Lou Williams. I think he's trending in the right direction, and I think they need to lean on a veteran in the backcourt now. They need some leadership, and I think this is a really interesting spot for both of those guards. Can you play both? For tournaments, yeah. I mean, I'm playing Goodwin and Cash and DK. That's where you go. Interesting situation there. What is Lou Williams' price on FanDuel? Is he a point guard or a shooting guard? Not shooting guard, and I think he's fifty two hundred. So, so difference um, there too. Yeah, yeah, he's fifty two hundred. I definitely just go ahead and play Kevin Herter if I was uh, considering the difference between the two. I know Herter's going to play his thirty to thirty eight minutes here. So, yeah, that that that's a good call. And what is his price again? Herter's fifty four hundred. Okay. So he's 58 on DK. I'm yeah. more prone to play those um, uh, Goodwin and Lou. Yeah, uh, for sure. To Herder on DK. Just yeah, for sure. Games. 
So for sure. I guess we have to watch because Clint Capella's got a questionable tag too. He is questionable. Now, if he's out, then you know it, it's John Collins' time for sure. Uh, I still think you know. I'm sure they'll play uh, Onika Okongu, but come on, it's it's John Collins' time. Just just fire him up. Yeah, if you're serious about making the playoffs, he's healthy. Collins is healthy. He's playing in the mid, to, you know, mid to upper twenties. We got to cut him loose if you want to get back on track. And it's a big game, and yeah. the, the Vegas total will be kind of low, and it might be a little bit scary. You know, the pace will be a little bit slow, but there's still some value here for sure. Now yeah. on the Miami side of the ball. Well, I don't want to play anybody. Nope. Sorry, def- didn't mean to cut you off. But no, man. definitely not Jimmy Butler at ninety seven hundred. That's a little steep. As long as Bam is in there, you know, and Drogic and Nunn, maybe Hero plays. I can't play. I cannot play Butler. This is a case where I think you can play two Hawks and not worry about a run back and hope you know Miami can collectively make this a game. Hopefully, and not blow them out. Um, and everybody will kind of just, you know, meet value kind of thing and not go nuts. That's that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So unless there's more injuries on Miami, I'm I'm pretty much out, I think, on Miami for the most part. Yeah, for sure. Cool. All right, we'll move on. Boston, Brooklyn, the whole Kyrie revenge tour. You got Boston on a back-to-back who was missing Jalen Brown on Thursday. Jason Tatum disappointed everybody, and he's 10K, and – doesn't just just seem like a classic bounce back spot in a great matchup. Oh, <laughs> kind of kills me though, Chief. You you know, here's the deal. It does feel like that, but you know, if Jalen Brown comes back, I'm scratching this whole team off my list. I don't care what happens. Uh, the only way I consider anyone from Boston is if uh, somebody's out. And they're on a back-to-back. I don't think they've been playing Kimba on back-to-backs. I will say this. I will change my tune on Jason Tatum if Kimba's out and Jalen Brown are out. Like, at that point, look, I'm not a stupid player. I, but that's the thing. I, I understand the risk that I'm taking. But I think I think Jason Tatum would squarely be in play. I, I'm just going to be a glutton for punishment there uh, if if Kimba and, and Brown are out. So I, I think he would probably be – almost a necessary play. Uh, I do think he's still got the upside. He's just very inconsistent right now. I mean, I hate it, but I would need to play him. Marcus Smart would be in play for sure. Um, and we'd have to see. I think tonight, didn't they start Romeo Langford tonight? I think that's what they did. Yeah, they started Romeo Langford. He played 31 minutes, uh, did absolutely nothing in 31 minutes, but exercised two points, one rebound, one block. But if they're missing Kimba and Brown, if he's going to play 31 minutes, ah, he's 4K. You know, maybe, maybe I'm interested. Uh, but overall, it'd probably just be Tatum and Smart for me if if uh, if Kemba ended up being out. Yeah, I think you could punt Langford in some large, large field type stuff. I'm okay yeah. with that. You know, and then obviously you got Kyrie, who is – Wow, 10-1. We got 10-1 for Kyrie. Once he gets, seven on FanDuel. Once he gets to that 10K mark on DK, people kind of start to get cold feet. However, this is a revenge game, and he's coming off a monster game as well. So I, mean, I, I wish he could just keep channeling his inner James Harden. Like, I, I mean, come on, 28-11-8? Like, those are James Harden-type numbers. Let's get it. You know, don't give us 45 real points and two assists and no rebounds. We don't want that. Yeah, that that's classic Kyrie. That's what he typically does. Though. <laughs> but he needs to put the team on his back, though. You know, as they say. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see. Yeah. If he's up for any game, it should be this one. This should be it. It, it. it should be. It should be it. So, listen, I don't know who's in or who's out. What's the story with Kevin Durant? Questionable. That, that's all I got. I mean, he's not ruled out yet. Uh, so, I mean, I've, I've got him as questionable here. Um, I don't think they're going to play him if he's legit hurt, though. Like, we're they're getting too close to the finish line to risk it right now. And, and I, you know, if this was the NFL, you know, we'd take a line from the good old coach down in Tampa Bay, no risk it, no biscuit. But trust me, if they want the biscuit, they better not risk it. Uh, they're trying to get these guys healthy. 
And I, I, I think if he's not healthy, they're just going to sit him. You know, AD, and I was very wrong on AD. Uh, shout out to our projections team, uh, the genius, the genius minds that they are at AD at 15 minutes. Now, maybe they got the news before I did, but they had him at a baseline of 15. I said, you know, 23, 23 and a half over under. And then, you know, the news comes out. That he's only going to play in the first half. and He's only going to play 15 minutes. I said, well, there it goes. So, uh, but we'll see uh, how this goes with Durant. But I think they sit him uh, if he's not completely healthy. You know, Nick Claxton's in health protocol, so he's out. DeAndre Jordan's sitting at 3,900 on DK. And I got a utility spot to play with. So I do not hate that whatsoever. Whatsoever. I know they like to play some Jeff Green. I know they like to play some Blake at the five. But you don't have LaMarcus Aldridge anymore. Worst case scenario, DeAndre Jordan plays. Let's say everything goes wrong with your DeAndre Jordan selection. (laughs) And he, he, what I'm saying here, I think worst case he plays 15 minutes, which you you wouldn't feel good about as it's happening. But he can put up points in 15 minutes at 3,900. So I don't think he'd be in super trouble if he doesn't get the minutes you think he will. Uh, Once again, check out Roto Grounders projections team. I have this funny feeling he'll project out pretty well at 3,900. Although Boston is not the biggest inside, we know that. But they do have a very good offensive rebounder, one of the best in the league in Tristan Thompson. So I think DeAndre Jordan gets some decent run, especially if Durant's out. Yeah, yeah. I I think if Durant's out, he'll get run. I'm I'm interested to see what these other peripheral pieces are, like uh, Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown, 6,200 on FanDuel. Uh, Can't do it, won't do it. Landry Shaman is still 4,800. I know he didn't have a good game, but if he's going to play 30-plus minutes, I mean, good golly, Miss Molly. Uh, he is in play. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm curious, what are the peripherals? Because Jeff Green is still 4,700. Blake's still 5K. And these are FanDuel prices. What does it look like on DK over there for, for Brooklyn? Yeah, Bruce Brown is 5,500. Oh, that's that's still in play. Okay. Yeah, he he has taken on a role of rebounding the basketball when all these other guys are out. You see that? <laughs> 11 yeah, I know. Rebounds against Miami, 11 rebounds against New Orleans, 14 against Toronto. That is insane. So I think he's in play. It's probably not my favorite move on the slate, but. If yeah, you... on, on DK, man, he could put up a double-double. On FanDuel, I don't get that luxury. I'm going to need steals and blocks. He's 6,200. He's got to get there, and I, I can't risk it. I totally understand. Now, what are your thoughts on Blake Griffin? Is he playable? He's 4,900 on DK. You don't know what you're getting. Uh, I don't think we can play Blake. He's had one game over 30 in the past four games. Minutes have been in the mid-20s, which have been fine, like in two of the last four. But I don't think Blake is necessary. I just don't see him being a necessity on this slate. Not a necessity. If I'm playing one lineup, I'm probably out. But if you're – if you're MMEing, and good luck if you heard our spiel from earlier in the pod. If you fast-forwarded to this point, please listen to the introduction about what you're getting into if you're multi-entering this time of the year. So I'm with you. How about Landry Shamit playing some good ball? I can't play him at 4,700, though. I just I just won't do it. Um, yeah. Probably out in this matchup with that play. I, I, I don't mind. I still don't mind him at, at, on FanDuel at 4,800, though. I, 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 don't, I don't mind that. He could get to 30. A guy that can get to 30 at that price, I, yeah. I don't I mean, he's been playing a lot better than he has and is pretty much consistently in his entire career. Like He's had his games, but he's strung a few together. He's had an opportunity. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I guess my biggest takeaway here is I like Kyrie, obviously. I don't care if there's sticker shock at 10K. Bruce Brown's playable. I'm not paying 5900 for Joe Harris and single entries. Yeah, no, 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 no. But I do like DeAndre Jordan as well for some value. Joe Harris, no, 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 no. DeAndre Jordan, yeah, 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 yeah. Kyrie Irving. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're out on Kyrie? No, I had, I had to complete the song, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, Chief. Your Hornets are on the second leg of a back-to-back as well. And they're playing the Cavaliers. I'll, I'll let you break this one down first. 
Woo, we got Terry Rozier at 8,700 on DK. I'll throw it yeah, over. He's here. 81 on FanDuel. Uh, De- Devontae Graham is 6K. Uh, Miles Bridges is 7,200. The Hornets have gotten a price bump on FanDuel now. I'm out. I'm just, I'm out. I can't. And in fact, I'm out on both sides. Colin Sexton's 82. Darius Garland, 60. He's 72. Kevin Love, 62. Larry Nance, 60. I'm out. I can't play anyone in this game next. Miles Bridges, 8K. He's shaking his head, folks. He said, no, 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 no. That's it. Not doing it. Can't do it, won't do it. That's I have interest theory. in these Cleveland guards if there's some people that decide they're not playing. They're not playable on FanDuel, I don't think. Probably not. 82 and 72. Sexton's 82. Garland's 72. Uh, listen, you know, I- I'm coming out with my hands up. I'm out. I don't <laughs> I got, want them. I got 7,300 for Sexton over here and 68 for Garland. Not the worst. Not the yeah. worst. I mean, we've, we've played them at that price, at those prices for sure. Yeah. I mean, you can have some multi-enter exposure. Now, if some people start resting and you see some usage bumps, then then yeah. the tag's warranted. Then I'm you know, really consistent. This, this is very strange today, though. What a world we're living in where FanDuel's got the tight pricing for some reason and DraftKings seems to have fell asleep at the wheel. Very interesting times we're living in for this slate. Yeah. Yeah, things are kind of backwards, it seems, for Friday. Let's go forward here. Houston and the Clippers. Kawhi Leonard's out. We know that. Mm -hmm. We know that. Yeah. Paul George, 9,300. 94 on FanDuel. I tell you what, if this game's remotely close, and I think it has a chance to be because you just don't know what the – I mean, the Clippers have good role players, but you you just don't know. When you're missing the focal point of your offense in Kawhi, not that Paul George isn't, because we talked this week that Paul George is playing elite basketball. You just don't know. And you don't really know with this Houston team from day to day what you're going to get. 9,300 for Paul George, honestly, at I, I think is a, a really good price to play him at with the way he's been performing lately. Without Kawhi, I think he's playing like a 10K-type player. You know, we saw what he did against Portland. I think the offense is going to run through him. Pretty good matchup against Houston. I am interested in Paul George. I'm interested to see how this shakes out because you have Paul George. Historically, people run to Paul George when Kawhi is out. That's what we do in the DFS world. But you also run to Kyrie when Harden and Durant are out. So I'm curious to see how this shakes down up top. It's going to be hard to play both of those guys in builds. It's probably borderline impossible. Yeah, I mean, I think we'll see how it goes. I I, I don't mind Paul George at 9,400. I do feel like he's got 60-point upside without Kawhi. and, I mean, he hasn't hit 60 yet, but, I mean, he's been close. I mean, we hit 53 against Portland. Now, Minnesota, you only played 26 minutes. That was a 45 banger in 26 minutes. 58 against Philly, 57 against Indiana, 50 against Detroit, 50 against Phoenix, 50 against Port- Paul George is on a tear. I mean, I, I think he's in play here, man, at these prices. At 9,400 on FanDuel, I'm in. Uh, Luke Kennard is 5K, probably out. Terrence Mann is 52, probably out. Reggie Jackson is 55, um, probably out. Uh, Nicholas Batum is 51, probably out. Uh, Marcus Moore is 5,700. Borderline, borderline. I'm just not going to play Zubat right now. Those are kind of your main pieces. Feels like just a Paul George investment in my book. Yeah, that's that's a fair assessment from what it sounds like on FanDuel. Yeah, 5,200 for Kennard, that's tough. I know he just went for 40 FanDuel points. That's tough. That's probably a ceiling game for him. Terrence Mann, same thing, 5,100. Wow. I know Nick Batum's been pretty frustrating to roster. but he's Oh, don't, 40, don't I know about it. 4,600. He took two stinking shots against Memphis. That's it. That's it. He was crushing earlier this year when neither one of those studs sat. He was playing really well. Now they're kind of opting to go Terrence Mann and Kennard, rightfully so. Sure, there's a chance either Kennard or Mann go for seven times value. I just don't know if I want to go there. I guess it depends on the rest of my builds. 
that's tough. Fifty one hundred for Terrence Mann and fifty two for Kennard. What are your thoughts on those prices? Yeah, I'm out at those prices uh, with with everyone playing. Like Paul George not playing is a big deal for those guys. Uh, when he's when he's in, even with Kawhi out, you know, I, I still don't want to do it. So, yeah. And Marcus Morris up to 61 on DK. Oh, yeah, I'm out on that. Yeah, it's too much. So, DK got a little aggressive with the Clippers. I don't know what happened yeah. this late, though. Never too much, never too much, never too much. There you go. That's another classic. Another classic. <laughs> Talk to me about the Rockets. Oh, uh, well, look, I will say this on FanDuel, John Wall, 7,800. If this game stays close and he gets 35 minutes, uh, look out. There's your slate breaker. Um, you know, Armani Brooks is, you know, somewhat in the picture. He's been playing some minutes. I don't think I've got to invest in him. You've got Avery Bradley down here. Daniel House coming back, I think, is kind of a a big deal because um, now he's just kind of going to soak up some minutes from someone. Is it going to be uh, – uh, is it going to be uh, Jayshon Tate? Like where 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 his minutes going to come from? Because he is probable, and he's a guy that was playing twenty to thirty minutes. So uh, interesting to see there. Uh, I don't hate Christian Wood in this spot if he's going to get thirty to thirty five minutes. And then I know you know Kelly Olynyk's kind of falling off here the last two games in terms of production, but I still think Kelly O's got that thirty five point. Uh, performance in him. He's 5,200 on FanDuel. Like, this is a chance to take a shot on him. It, you know, th- this is the chance right here. The problem is you've got Jokic, uh, you know, on the slate as well. And so you're really going to be giving up a lot uh, if you play him. But if I was going to play anybody cheap on FanDuel, I think on this slate, it's probably Kelly O for sure at 5,200. Yeah, it's a good price for him. He's 68 on DK. I'm out on Kelly O at 68. You look at John so- Wall's game log. Go ahead. I'm sorry. That's a big price gap. It's huge, yeah. Like that that might be our misprice on FanDuel. Like Kelly O at 5,200, he puts up 35 fantasy points. I mean, you're, you're in the clear. You just need your other guys to come through for you. That That's a misprice for you sure. Get 30, you get 35 at him on DK and you need more. Correct. Correct. And you look at John Wall's game log, you say, well, he only played 30 minutes, 30 minutes, and 28 minutes his last three. Look at the score, folks. They've lost by – over 20 points against Utah and Miami and against Denver, they lost by almost 30. So he would have played 34, 35, you know, maybe pushed 36 minutes if the games were close. 7,500 on DK. No Pat Pat Beverly on the other side. I like that even more. So I think Wall is certainly interesting for tournaments. Certainly. And with people going up to Kyrie, maybe Paul George, maybe you don't, you know, maybe you don't fit. Maybe you come up just short trying to get John Wall in there. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I don't like a lot of pieces on the Rocket side. I'm DK. I think I think I'm out for single entry type stuff on pretty much everybody. I mean, you mentioned Armani Brooks. I mean, got to consider him if he's really going to get run. If he's really going to get run, we'll see. Got to see. Yeah. What the but remember, Daniel House is coming back. Like this, it's just it's it's about to get out. And I think David Nawaba was even back healthy now. I he, think he's. He's out. He's healthy. He's out. Yeah, I I see that he's out. Hold on a second. I could be mistaken. But oh I... yeah, no, yeah, he's he's out. Okay. Jeez, uh, maybe, maybe it was Daniel House and it kind of bleeded in. And I was looking at it, but yeah. All right. Sorry about that, folks. All good. All good. Let's move on to OKC in Washington, and let's talk about your favorite player, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, man. And Russ is my favorite real life player, but from a fantasy perspective, definitely my favorite fantasy player. Let's talk about this stat line from Golden State 14 points, 20 rebounds, 10 assists, nine turnovers, almost had a quadruple double uh, in the in the worst way. Still on FanDuel put up 53 fantasy points with nine turnovers. I mean, we were looking at a guy that was on his way to 60. Uh, look, man, Russ is the fantasies player, fantasies player. You can pretty much just play him almost every slate and look for the return, right? He's got a cupcake matchup here against OKC. Uh, this game is at OKC. I'm very excited to invest in Russell Westbrook yet again. He's 11K on FanDuel. Don't care. Uh, ha- ha- uh, Raul Nato, 36 minutes against Golden State. Well, you might be wondering why. Guess what, folks? Denny FD is not playing tomorrow. Neither is Rui Hachimura. 
Raul Nato may in fact be a great value play on this slate, especially against a team like OKC. They just played OKC, played 27 minutes. I'm not saying he's going to put up 36 fantasy points, but at 36, I don't need 36. I take 25 at that price. Uh, this is this is very interesting. I like what we're seeing here. Last game against OKC, Russ, 13, 11, and 17. That's 17 assists, people. Three steals, eight turnovers. The turnovers are probably going to be there, but so is the rest of the production. Uh, we've seen Bradley Beal, his price has finally got back to 9K for good reason. Look at these stat lines here. Detroit. 37, three and three, two steals. Remember, he's got to be shooting the ball well for us to get there. OKC, 31, two, one block, three steals. That the peripherals helped him. Golden State, though, this is what I would prefer. 29, 10, and four. That that would be my preference. 52 fantasy points. Attack on an additional two cherries. That's going to be two steals. Uh, if we get that kind of performance from Bradley Beal at 9K, I'm in. I'm not excited about it, but at 9K against OKC, I don't hate it. You look at Brad Beal creeping up to Russ Westbrook tag territory, and you're thinking, no way am I playing for Brad Beal. However, that could be the move for tournaments. I mean, that could be a bold move for tournaments. If you go to Roto Grinders Court IQ Chief, you take Thomas Bryan off the court, who's been off. You take Rui off, and you take Denny off. Russell Westbrook has a really, really nasty ratio. We're looking at some nasty ratios here. 300 minutes he's played, 33.5% usage, 1.47 DK points per minute. Yeah. Okay. We're not surprised. 33% usage, 1.47. Let's talk about something real quick. Since we're on those numbers, do you have any idea – why Russell Westbrook seems to all of a sudden just be matchup proof, slate proof, dialing up the upside. I'm going to give you one shot at this and then I'll tell you why. I can think of a couple of things. Well, one reason. Well, I will tell you that what I've looked at in the beginning of the season and then the last two and a half months, he is shooting the three ball at a respectable clip, opened up his whole game. Open up his whole game. Look look at his three-point percentage. I think the first month of the year, he's shooting 15% from three. <laughs> now yeah. he's shooting up in the 30s. So that was one of my takeaways. Obviously, you got to respect the man now, and he's going to get to the cup. What's your thoughts here? What if I told you, as abysmal as this season has been for the Washington Wizards, they've got a chance to make the playoffs? Absolutely. They do. Listen. They're in the 10 spot. They're in the, they're in the 10th spot now. And because of this playoff scenario, they can play their way into the playoffs. I think these guys are trying to get in. It's, it's incredible. Really? I think these guys are trying to get, I think they're pulling off what the bulls thought they were going to be able to pull off with Levine and Vooch and work their way into the conversation. Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal folks, I think they're trying to work their way into the conversation. I think they smell the blood in the water. Now, look, if LaMelo comes back from for Charlotte, and hear me out on this, I don't like the contract, but I don't have anything against him as a player. Gordon Hayward comes back. Well, now we got a totally different scenario. But if LaMelo, and the doctor said it, they, they said is you know, wrist I think is fully healed. If LaMelo comes back and Hort- uh, Hayward comes back, there's going to be a totally different team in Charlotte. But if they don't, for whatever reason, the Wizards have the Pacers ahead of them in the Hornets and the Heat sitting in the seventh spot. And all they got to do is secure one of those spots. Russell Westbrook, one game, him and Brad Beal, dynamic duo, twisted tandem. All they got to do is win one game, a couple games and get in. Gets very interesting, my friend. This is why I'm going to continue to roster Russell Westbrook. The Wizards are in playoff push mode, last but not least. Daniel Gafford may get 25 to 28 minutes yet again. Uh, he is 50, I think, two or 53 on FanDuel. He's 5,300. But if he's going to put up 30, 35 at that price, you know, I'm in. We've got the possibility of 30 with upside for 40. I'm in. Now, I'm not saying he's going to get 40, but I'm saying against OKC, he played 15 minutes and put up 22 fantasy points. And now there's no Denny Avdia. 
he they may need him to, to, to shoulder a little bit more load off the bench. I know I've been talking. Luch, I'm going to be quiet and let you chime in here. That's my read on the Russell Westbrook situation. It's playoff time. It's playoff time, baby. So 69 minutes of a sample size isn't a lot, but it's, it's something. Without Denny, Rui, and Thomas Bryant, 69 minutes on the court. Daniel Gafford, 1.52 DK points per minute. That's unreal. That's more than Westbrook. I mean, but look at the numbers. It's what's happening. This We're not making this stuff up. We're not. There are a ton of pieces in this game because even Bertans is almost a point-per-minute type player without those guys. He gets the usage bump. And he played 30 minutes last game. His leash is off. They're going to need Bertans. So it's almost like who do you pick between Bertans or or Gafford or you're talking about Raul Neto? I think, I think you want to be overweight on some of these guys in multi-entry if you're if you're daring to go that way, because I think there's a hell of a lot of value here. Yep. Who you know, do you love? I love um, Brad um, Beal on um, Friday. Um, on Friday, I love Brad Beal for tournaments, Chief. We we saw Brad Beal was missing a lot of time, which really increased Rui's per, uh, point per minute ratios. How about Brad Beal's? I just told you Russell Westbrook had a 33.5% usage without Bryant, Rui, and Denny, and he's scoring 1.47 DK points per minute. Brad Buell is a 39% usage, and he's at 1.49. So he's right there with Westbrook. Per minute, he's scoring one real point per minute without those guys on the court across 270 minutes. That's not a Daniel Gafford sample. That's 270 minutes. I think Brad Beal is the ultimate tournament play and is over Westbrook, and it's not going to be comfortable. It is not going to be comfortable. Look, man. I, 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 you know, I like to take. I am never playing Bradley Beal over Westbrook. I know. In tournaments, I, I will I play them together. But I will, listen. I, I'm not a Bradley Beal a la carte over uh, o, over Westbrook. But you know, I'm with you. Like a la carte. I, I'm not a Brad Beal buffet either. But I'm looking at these numbers <laughs> and I'm ready to eat, man. I mean, I'm just saying. What's yes. Beal? What's Beal's ownership going to be on DK when you have when you don't when you're not locked in like the FanDuel restrictions? Because you have Kyrie without all the Brooklyn guys, you have Paul George without Kawhi, you have Russell Westbrook. Who listen? I love Russell Westbrook. Who, who doesn't love Russell Westbrook? Everybody does. Is Brad Beal going to be sub ten percent at ninety six hundred or whatever on DK? He might very well be. He might very well be. Yeah, I, I think you're onto something here. Yeah, I, I mean, you're hey, what's the range of outcomes? Is it likely? that he outscores Westbrook with the way Westbrook's stuff in those peripherals? Probably not, but you're saying there's a chance. You're saying there's a chance. <laughs> and that's what you look for when you play large field tournaments. I'll definitely be going overweight on Bradley Beal. I'm going to have Westbrook exposure if I dare to multi-enter, but I'm definitely going to uh, go Bradley Beal. And let me hear you, hear me out. I know FanDuel is much different and the pricing is much different typically. With Westbrook over 10 and Brad Beal at 9-6, can you play them together in DK? My gut says think, no. My I don't gut think says I'll do it. Nah. Can't do it. Negativo. So there's going to be a lot of value here. Wizards pieces are fully in play. So we got to move on here. Oklahoma City. Oh. I, I really want to play anyone. If, if they're out, maybe I consider Kenrich Williams, but he's 5,500 now. If Lou Dort comes back, I will be on board playing some Lou Dort. Darius Baisley is 6,700. And while I know he's been putting up, you know, kind of big games here back to back, he's 6,700. I'm just going to fade Darius Baisley at that price. I like it. I still think he can get there. But if Lou Dort comes back, more interested in Lou Dort at 5,700 than Darius Baisley at 6,700. Can you chase Seve's big game at 3,800 in this page? Negative. You know, I'm not doing that. I'm, what I'm is he on Vandal? What is he? 4,800. 38 on DK, Chief. Much different play. Much different play. Now he's in super consideration in this match. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. There's your run back if you need a cheap run back in this game. Well, I, I will say this. These guys have to be out, though. Like, they had a lot of guys out, and they played Sibby 36 minutes. He hadn't seen 36 minutes since the New York Knicks on March 4th. Well, I'm sorry, Toronto Raptors on March 3rd, at least according to this game log. Uh, he just, he's not a guy that they've been playing a lot, but he could get there. I mean, if he's going to play 35 minutes, I will say this. I would consider him against Washington at 35 minutes in this spot. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that, that's pretty much, I mean, there's a lot of guys at their prices. If I'm multi-entering in this Washington pace and no defense team, you have Maladon at 52, Kenrick 49, even Roby, you can take a couple dart throws. Poku's 55, Moses Brown 58. Like all of those guys, if you're max entering, you can have shares of. I would just set your build rules to not maybe play more than like two of them, you know, uh, together in the same lineup. Because it feels like one of them always pop off, but they're hard to play in single entry because you just really don't know. But at those prices, of course, Seve at 3,800. I would play Seve in a single entry on DK at 3,800. Everyone else, I mean, I like the idea of getting shares for multi-entering, but it's tough to uh, on OKC to go single entry with these guys. Yep. And yeah, Lou Dort situation. Tell you what, if he plays, there's an interesting GPP play because he's been on fire. We talked about Lou Dort a lot the last week and a half. So, and you got to like that pace and that matchup. So, kind of interesting there. If Lou Dort plays, we'll we'll see what happens. And if Lou Dort plays, I'm probably out on Sevy and you know these other. That's values. what I'm saying. That's my point. Yeah, yeah. All right, Golden State and Denver, another big game here, Chief. So lead me into this one. What do you oh, think? We're gonna make this real quick. Uh, Seth, Steph Curry is going to have to try to will this team to victory if they want to keep winning. Uh, so I'm going to be in on Curry. Uh, probably going to be out on most of the other guys in this team, maybe outside of Draymond. Oubre kind of had a game. Bazemore kind of had a game. You know, so that, that's definitely going to contribute to Curry. It's, you know, it's like I say, when these guys are having games, you just kind of got to let them roll. I mean, Curry still had 18, 7, and 8. Like some guys would dream to average 18, seven and eight for a season. It's just, you know, when you're a superstar, we're expecting 30. I don't care. I still think Curry's in play. Um, I still think Draymond's in play. I know Draymond didn't have the best game, but he put up a typical Draymond game, just didn't kind of have the rebounds, eight points, four rebounds, eight assists, three steals, two turnovers. He just needed, you know, a few, a few more rebounds that were right there. So I, I don't hate this for Draymond, but yeah, it's going to be mainly Curry and Draymond for me. Uh, Andrew Wiggins has picked up his play. I think, you know, it's been a lot more consistent here recently, but I, you know, I, I don't want to play too many Warriors. Oh, you know, the sick thing about Curry is he's not a guy that usually fills it up with peripherals and he's 10, three, he hasn't played defense. So he's not going to get blocks or steals. Really well, but, but Curry does give you your peripherals. He's going to give you your extra five points from three pointers. On the yeah, on DK, yeah. On DK is what I'm yeah, on DK specifically. And you're just like he has to shoot the lights out to hit value. He sh- here's his three point percentage in his luck. He was not good against the Wizards, of course. That's how it always works out. Cupcake matchup, you know, probably tired legs finally needs a break. Been doing a lot of running off the ball and away from those threes and yeah. put the team on his back. He was two for fourteen from three. I like I like his odds of rebound. That's the worst he's shot in probably all month. Look, look at the rest of the log against Philly, 10 for 17. From three, Boston, 11 for 19. Cleveland, four for 13. OKC, 11 for But 16. that's still almost 25%. Denver, 10 for 18 from three. Houston, eight for 15. And he's just doing it. He is right. just doing this. And before I get into the what does the MVP mean, I'm just going to stop talking because we're not opening that can of worms. Yes. So, so my question is for you. Where does Curry fall in on this slate if people are playing Westbrook and Kyrie? Is Curry the third fiddle? Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. I definitely think Curry is Curry is your MME leverage, I think. I'm never going to play Curry over Westbrook. I'll just tell you that right now. Uh, unless there's a really big price gap. Like if Westbrook's 11K and Curry's 9.5, now we're in a totally different discussion here. But, you know, Curry's 10K, Westbrook's 11K. I'm just going to play Westbrook. But I definitely think Curry is big-time MME leverage on this slate. I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, how gross would it be to run, like, a Brad Beal-Curry line? I mean, <laughs> that that's the leverage. That, that is the GPP morning grind leverage play large field stuff. Bypass Westbrook. Bypass Curry. I'm sorry, bypass Kyrie. Don't play Paul George. Go Curry. Hope he shoots – 66% from downtown, put up a 65 spot. Hope Brad Beal goes for 40 real points, and he very well could without Rui on the court. Okay, it's not a likely outcome, but you never know. Those are some leverage points. Good point on Curry. I made the same point on Beal. That's the tournament mindset. 
Although there's a good chance Westbrook's optimal when it's all said and done, of course. Of course. There's also a good chance that Westbrook ends up being a tournament play. He might not have the ownership we're, we're expecting. There's that's also why I keep that's why I keep playing Westbrook. Like every day he's been like 18%, 15%, 12%, 13%, 16%. Now the other night against Golden State, he was like 38% on FanDuel. But overall, he's not cracking 20% most slates. And I just keep plugging along. There's also a good chance they lay the smack down there at 25 a half. Who knows? Yeah. If Lou Dort's out, I mean, they're hungry. They want to make the playoffs. But you're going to need exposure from this game if you think it's going to be fairly competitive. So Yes. Anyway, back to the Denver Golden State game. Anybody else in this game? Talk to me about I mean, Jokic. Jokic ma- mainly Jokic and uh, mainly Jokic. Uh, that, that's kind of about it. I, I, did, I was in, invested on some shares of Will Barton. He was like 5,300, but now he's over 6K, so I'm kind of out on that. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., I, I mean, I, I like what he's been doing. He's kind of cooled off here a little bit from a fantasy performance perspective. But at 7,400, he's still in play. And look, Aaron Gordon, 5,100. Come on, man. You're supposed to go there and help this team, you know, get over the hump. They're missing Jamal Murray. What are you doing, guy? What are you doing? No different than Orlando. Getting paid big money. And he's just out there not, not helping this team win. Come on, man. Taking up no. good air out there. A mile yeah, up a I mile mean, high now. Oxygen is important. It's all he's you know, doing. He's got, just fucking downwind, new, man. You got this New Jersey number. You want to be a star? Let's be a star. You got a chance to make the playoffs here with this team. Well, and they are going to make it, but come on. He's not getting a ton of run, though, is he? Well, that's Mike Malone. I guess he's not earning it in practice. Yeah. I don't even know if I could play Jokic on DK much in multi-entering. I, all those guards we talked about. How am I going to pay 10-9 for Jokic on DK? I don't think I can do it at center. You pay 10-9 and hope he goes for a triple-double. 25-15-12. and 12. A block of steal. Golden State's the team to do it against, you know? I mean, the last time they played Golden State, I think Golden State kind of handed it to them, if I'm not mistaken. I think Golden State, you know. Oh, yeah, they, they blew them out late in the fourth. Yeah. Yeah. Guess who he had? 27-12-8. and eight, A block wow. and a steal. I mean, he's he's right there. I know. And typically, I, that, that's why you play Jokic. I know. I know. And and that was in a blowout. Late, but still a blowout. It's tough on TK, though. All those guards are in great spots. Yeah. I'm just looking at center. You got Jokic. That's, a, that's another leverage spot. You got Jokic at 10-9. Do you want to play Christian Wood at 83? I don't know. Do you want to play Bam with everyone healthy? You could. Jared Allen? I'm good. Draymond Green, maybe. John Collins, I'm interested. Other than that. If yeah. Capella's out, John Collins is for sure in play. And if Capella plays, that makes things even more complicated center. Because then you're going down on the P.J. Washington range, Moses Brown, Cantor, uh, Tristan Thompson, nah, 4,900. I'm telling you right now, on FanDuel, for me, it's a choice between two centers. Now, the pricing is different. It's Kelly Olenek or it's Jokic. That's it for me. I'm not I'm – not, playing the fiddle with these other guys well let's lead into the last game here because Jonas Valanciunas is out again Memphis taking on Portland and I'm seeing I was going to lead into this Tillman is 4600 on DK so that helps my my debate out quite a bit so he'll be very popular and you're right you'll get some leverage on Jokic yeah I did play Tillman the other night on FanDuel he was very low owned like no one played him because he went up to 5k this is very interesting, Luce. Jaron Jackson came back, played 17 minutes against the Clippers, 15 points, eight rebounds, four blocks. Now, the peripherals is what really pushed him over the, the edge. But he put up 36 fantasy points in 17 minutes. Uh, do we think he plays 20 minutes this game? What, what's the price? I can't play him on FanDuel because he's 58. If he's anywhere in the low 4K range, he might be investable. I'll give you one guess. I'll give you three guesses. 6,100. What's your next guess? 65. What's your, what's your last guess? 55. 7K. <laughs> what is happening here? 
You don't play seven K. You don't for a guy that played seventeen minutes. You, you don't stop play, it. Don't praise up Brian Good Brandon Goodwin with the known news, <laughs> but you just jack up Jaron Jackson Jr. Stop it. Played seventeen minutes. Well, hey, he's he's a guy we won't have to play. Hit the X button on Jaron Jackson. Just stop it. It's like AD coming back. They know he's not going to play. Like, I knew he wasn't going to play 30 minutes today. And he's still like 9K. Like, come on, guys. Come on. Well, we're about to wrap things up. So, you know what time of day is. Yeah, man. GPP food of the day. You know, I, you know I've always got something in my back pocket. But I am going to defer to you in the event you want to crank us out something good today. I know what's in your back pocket. I want to know what's in your back pocket. We're not on again until Monday. So let me oh, hear what you, let me hear what you got. You got something? Listen, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. We're going seafood today. We're we're going seafood. Now look, I know this place isn't like uh a legit, you know, it's, it's a mainstream seafood place. Mainstream seafood. Let's talk about Red Lobster. And let's talk about these Cheddar Bay biscuits from Red Lobster Luch. Fried shrimp. A little bit of stuffed stuff tilapia, stuffed flounder that they have. Go ahead and get you the Captain's Trio. But do not pass on the cheddar bay biscuits from red lobster they should red lobster should have a new slogan i think i think it's red lobster the seafood place i think that's their slogan it should be red lobster where you come for the seafood but you leave with the biscuits ladies and gentlemen cheddar bay biscuits from red lobster what you got luch well i'm probably gonna take some heat for this I don't eat seafood. However, oh, you turn this into a biscuit conversation real quick. Oh, that, that. <laughs> oh, I'm okay with the biscuit talk. But let me tell you, those Pillsbury biscuits you buy at the store are such a versatile tool to have in your refrigerator at a given moment. Are, are we talking about grands? Are we talking about flaky? Oh, flaky. Oh. I'm talking flaky. Okay. Okay. Right? right? They're almost like slider sized, right? Stick them in the oven. Hey, I'm following you. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Is everyone likes them. You know, you can put some butter on them, eat them as a side. You can make yeah. little sandwiches out of them. You yeah, know, whatever you want, little melts. Man, you can make a little pizza, little pizza biscuits out of them. Everyone, children of all, all purpose biscuits, all purpose biscuits. Now, who's got the better biscuits, Popeyes or KFC? I'll let I'll let you answer that. Oh, clearly Popeyes. You know why? At Popeyes, man, I can because see Popeyes is more of like. Uh, I feel like it's better suited for other things. Like if I want to slap a little piece of sausage in there, I can. But here's what I like to do, man. I like to eat jelly on my biscuit. I already told you guys yesterday I like apple jelly. I crack that thing open, put some apple jelly in in the middle of it, have me a little sandwich, man. Don't get me excited here. Some good stuff. Oh, speaking of that, speaking of that, we're going to revisit yesterday's GPP food of the day. Okay, we're going to revisit that. Gotta. I mean, I just have to. I can't let this moment pass me by. Gotta give a shout out to my man, Ray. Ray Ray put me on something that's going to be legendary and life-changing. Legendary and life-changing in terms of the peanut butter and jelly game. You know know this is life-changing if we're revisiting it twice. Ray says, take mama's recipe, right? Peanut butter and jelly mixed together in that in that cup, in that saucer, in that bowl. Put it on that bread and then make it like a grilled cheese. Butter, put it in the pan. My goodness, Ray, you just changed my life, man. I told Ray it's going to get done. This is going to be something I do probably with my girls over the weekend. We're going to have grilled PB&J sandwiches, folks. We'll let you know how it comes out on Monday when Sweet Tooth Mondays comes back around. Catch me on Twitter at Chief Justice 06. That sounds interesting. I, I have like a panini press laying around. You know, is that something you could fire up? Is that what we're doing? Are oh, you- no, no. This, this is going to be a panini. This is going to be in the pan, man. 
Oh, in the pan. This is going to be like in the a, pan. Like a, almost like a grilled cheese approach, but. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's, that's cool. That's cool. Give it a shot, folks. Get your grilled PB and J. Anyway, long weekend coming up. Get some R&R in. Hopefully win some money. The Chief and I will be back on Monday morning. But you're on Grinders Live on Friday, is that right? So the- I am. Just, I'm just do? filling in this week. That's not my normal thing, but I am filling in this week um, because I think Grant or someone – no, no, no. I think – anyway, I'm filling in. Bottom line, I'll, I'll be there. Got you. I'll be on Crunch Time Sunday with Keith, I think. So we'll both make some cameos before Monday's morning grind over at Roto Grinders. Head on over there, rotogrinders.com. It might be the weekend, but we're still working around the clock over there at RG. Help everyone out. That's what we do. Any last words before we get out of here, Chief? No, sir. See you on Monday. All right. So for Will Priester and the rest of the Roto Grinders team, I'm Justin Carlucci. Adios.